Zero, Season 3, Episode 15. I'm your host, Jenna Anderson. Welcome to today's episode, which is brought to you by our friends at Enterprise. Um, I'm your host, Jenna, and joining me today is Jamie Jurak. Greetings from New Jersey. Nicole Drum. Hello. And Aaron Perrine. Hey, guys. So we have a lot to talk about today. We have a very busy day. We are also dealing with the hotel apocalypse of booking hotels for San Diego Comic-Con. So if any of us uh, look like we're disassociating, we are probably dealing with that. Um, But yeah, so we have a lot to talk about today. We have the Marvel's trailer and we have a lot of MCU news for the week. So we will get started. Uh, As I mentioned, the first trailer for the Marvel's debuted this week. Um, Finally, I'm I'm so excited that this trailer is finally out. Uh, Let's just go around and share our reactions. Aaron, you're at the top. So what did you think? Uh, while I fill this out. Um, so <laughs> I really love the trailer. The energy is uh, pitch perfect. Um, I mean, it seems that Kevin Feige was not lying to us when he said that Imam Vellani was going to basically steal this movie. Uh, that's one of the major things I saw people talk about online. But it's good to have Monica back. It's nice to have the dynamic. I'm wondering what the heck could possibly happen to Nick Fury by the end of Secret Invasion that he's back in normal Sam Jackson, what's in your wallet vibes uh, territory. So I'm excited to see uh, more, honestly. Jamie and Nicole, I know you're both filling out forms, so whichever of you wants to take I'll take a pause. Uh, Finally, finally. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? It's been like a year that I've been waiting for you guys to see this. Oh, I just, what a trio. I I, I love the end when she's like, we're a team. (laughs) We're not a team. I just think they're, I'm so excited to see these three together. All the body switching stuff. It's just, it just looks so fun fun and when don't ask me what the difference is between the d23 trailer because i'm going to tell you right now i don't remember that was so long ago i i'm trying like if if there are differences i did not clock them that does not mean they don't exist but my brain does not my memory is not that good i saw it once a year ago uh but uh it's a flurkin uh bonanza i can't wait that does answer my question. I was going to ask you how it was different from D23 since, you know, Jamie went to D23, but that answers the question. I'm like, Nicole, what do you think? Um, I was there for the flirkin. I mean, okay. I was more, I wasn't there for more than goose. Let, let's just be honest. Cause I love captain Marvel. Like captain Marvel was probably my most anticipated um, MCU movie when it came out and I've been dying for this movie, but Y'all, the, the goose moment, like, had me screaming. It's the first thing I woke up to when they dropped it. Like, it was like, wake up, Nicole, Captain Marvel trailers, or the Marvel's trailers out. And I'm just like, we get a little flurkin. Like, I, I realize I'm having, like, a crazy cat person. But y'all have seen my cats. Like, you, you know I'm a cat person. So it's like this. But the pitch and everything, like, like Garen said, you know, Amavalani is stealing this movie. Like, and she's not even being casual about it. Like, this movie is already hers. Like, we've just seen this tiny snippet, and she owns this. And it's so good to see Monica back because I love that character. I loved her in, in Wandavision so much. And I have to say, you know, Carol looks awesome. Like, I feel like she's got more personality in this trailer than we saw in the preview, even in the movie. Like. I feel like she's a much more developed character in a sense, just in this tiny snippet. And I am just hyped to see how chaotic this is going to be because this looks like it's going to be bonkers. And I'm here for some bonkers girls kicking butt also with their cats. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm just so excited. I, and also, I agree with oh, the cats running down the stairs. Yes. 
Yeah, we were going to touch on the Flerkin babies because those are just adorable. Um, I agree with everything that everyone has said. I I've, I know I've spoken on the show about Carol's MCU journey thus far and how it was kind of this interesting thing where her characterization kind of was formed in reverse because she filmed Endgame first and then she filmed her solo movie. It's so nice to be at this point now where we can just kind of establish who she is in a modern context and what her characterization is and her relationships are. I love her reaction to Monica of like the, you can tell the guilt that she feels for having left. I am already going to like, like cry at their inevitable like heart to heart over that whole dynamic but i think just the concept of this is so fun it just feels like it, it feels so just different from so much of the mcu it feels like the concept and the body switching gives them a different problem that isn't just like a big blue beam in the sky and so i'm very excited and curious to see what all that ends up being um and then we have a couple of easter eggs uh carol's new suit which i am obsessed with it took me like three watches of the trailer to even really register but it is based on the classic marvel suit and the genus vel suit i would never would have expected seeing that in live action and i think it just looks amazing um and as Nicole mentioned, we got the Flerkin babies. And then we got a little bit of details about the villain. I know there was a lot of speculation, even from our own YouTube channel yesterday, about what villain Zawe Ashton is playing. Um, and the Disney press site on the captions of their photos confirmed that she's playing Dar Ben, who was created by Ron Mars and Ron Lim and is a crew warlord who only has two comic appearances. So we're kind of going into El Muerto territory here. But I'm very curious and excited to see how this character, who is so obscure, ends up becoming a huge part of this movie. What do you guys think? As we um, all try to type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scrambling over here. I just hit submit. Awesome. Um, so uh, what were your questions? <laughs> Sorry, Jess. <laughs> about, that's totally understandable. Totally understandable. Uh, Zawe Ashton playing the villain. And like they basically established on the press site that her the character she's playing has two comic appearances. So we kind of get to start fresh with her. But like, what did you think of her in the trailer? And like that little Ooh. fight scene with her? Looked really cool. Uh, a lady villain, you say? <laughs> hmm. I'm interested. <laughs> no, no. Aaron, can't wait. down for a lady villain. Aaron is gonna have to update like the Wheel of Evil. The Wheel. To add a new addition to it. <laughs> oh. um, I'm sorry. There's a Wheel of Evil. How did I? Talk there about is a wheel, wheel of Evil. evil. Uh, yeah, we still oh, need I to like go to the craft store it. and get all of the supplies, right, Aaron? That's true. We gotta go. I, I can't you need name some the supplies. Plenty because... of those. Okay. Yes, and a glue gun. We need. <laughs> we need I have several of those. I can send them your way. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, anyone else have any thoughts about the trailer? I this is just such a fun trailer. I can't wait to rewatch this like a hundred times. Um, yeah, it's gonna be my I new mean, comfort movie. It's uh, there's so much here to like to like think about, and I think the most encouraging thing is that for people who thought that maybe some of the more like more previous projects, like the more recent projects, have been a little bit scattered, all of the the weird tendrils seem to be meeting in the center during this one, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Also, I do want to mention, I forgot to put it in the notes, but I love the song choice of the trailer, uh, the Beastie Boys song opening with Don't Tell Me to Smile. Uh, for anyone who was on the internet when the first Captain Marvel coat came out, I love that little detail. We picked that song deserved a race because that was a genius choice. We're all just Perfect. speechless. We all love the trailer so much. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh -huh. Oh, it's a podcast. We have to awesome. speak out loud. <laughs> yes. We yes. We have to speak and, and fill out a form at the same time. Um, but I think we're all good to go. But yeah, um, like Jamie, Nicole, what did you guys think of like that song choice? Because I know I didn't as a woman it. on the internet. 
I, uh-huh. I, I didn't know because I'm, I'm so bad at music. And so sometimes things like just I don't clock them. And I didn't realize it until you think you tweeted it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, juicy. I love it. I love that shade because it's like the hate for Captain Marvel is the most ridiculous thing that's ever existed. It's just it's just so. Ugh. Um, so, yeah, I love it. They know what they're doing. They definitely do. As a person who has been repeatedly told my entire life, you need to smile more because I have one of those faces and or (laughs) you'd be so much prettier if you smile like the whole the whole smile aspect of the Captain Marvel of it all really resonated with me. And so when I heard that line, I was like literally like high fiving the cosmos for that. I thought it was so perfect. Such a great nod. And it tells me that they are hyper aware of the subtext and like what parts of this movie is going to mean to women and girls. And I'm just like, hell yeah. And I, I literally want to get a tattoo of Carol Danvers that says, don't tell me to smile. Like I Ooh. want that so bad because it would be so, would that just be the coolest thing? I mean, come yes. on. But yeah, like I, I thought that was like galaxy brain little piece of no, we're still, we're still here and you're not going to tell us to smile. And I, freaking loved it it was perfect the, the whole needle drop was just freaking perfect a plus I, I i can't i can't love it enough this is just a good week for trailer edits between this and the trailer for last week's yes. succession episode that is an like i they need to win an emmy purely for how that trailer was cut together for session that's all i'll say um so all in the game in the chat is asking and i, I do want to hear everyone's thoughts on this do we think this is set before or after secret invasion because i know people like we were talking last week of like is nick fury gonna die in secret invasion is this a scroll situation is this after since we know it's not till the fall like what do we think I assumed it was after, but now that you say it, oh, oh, oh I don't, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it would make it's it's it'd be it's weird to follow something so light looking after something so dark looking. Um, so uh, that's an interesting thought. Uh, I kind of hope it takes place after, but I, it might not. We've all been waiting on that swerve for like, what is it, four movies now, five movies. They're like, one of these has to take place not in order and not just, oh, it was a couple months before or after. I'm talking about years before or after. So I, I think it's after two, and maybe the resolution just made sense for Secret Invasion. But the Sam Jackson of it all was very jarring. I was definitely joking with Ariel last night. Like, I don't know how we get from like Scully. I'm in a bunker with a gun, Nick Fury, to like, go, where's Captain Rambo? Like normal Samuel Jackson is very strange here. He's like, he's like shaved. He's like normal. Like what happened here? Like, is he a scroll? Who knows? That's the weird. It would be the wildest thing if he is a scroll. Like that would be so weird. Was that what you're going to say? <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. But. Yeah. Um, Nicole, what do you think? Do you think before or after? I actually hadn't given this much thought, but now that I'm thinking about it, like given how wild, like the whole like entangled powers, body swapping, flirking baby army we got going on in this trailer, I'm starting to think that maybe it would just be absolutely bug nuts if he is a scrawl in this. Like, let's just add another layer of weird to this. And how cool would that be? Like, I feel like there's could be some absolute banana stuff going on, but timing wise, I don't know. I'm it's always born. the weirdest thing, it's like especially given the fact that like this seems to play directly off of the Miss Marvel post credit scene, and like depending yeah. on how far away that is from Secret Invasion, like the MCU timeline 
is always confusing. It's always changing. So much of it doesn't matter. But it, I, I will be curious to see, like, if that does play directly off of that, then is Secret Invasion happening while Kamala is dealing with, like, damage control in New Jersey? Like, who knows? So, yeah. The adults are stretched too thin. I think yes. that's been firmly established. That would make sense if that was the case. Because, I mean... I don't, the last time that I guess the timeline made sense was uh, Spider-Man asking Nick Fury, "Why? Why, get, why do I have to do this? Why, where's there, Where's all the adults at?" Yeah. and I'm like, "Same. We're getting even more <laughs> towards that now." <laughs> Nicole, what? I'm just like, I, I was coughing because I needed to clear my throat, but I'm just uh -huh. like, time is a flat circle. Like, who knows at this point? Especially it's all, it's all a jumble time. puzzle. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, they run on their own clocks. Yeah. Did we talk about the bangle? No, go ahead. Oh, uh, that's that's the wildest part of this whole thing to me is that the entirety of Miss Marvel was spent yelling, "Where's the other bangle? Where's the other bangle? What does it have to do with Shang Chi? What does it have to do with all this other stuff?" And she clearly has it and shoots at uh, Monica, and then Monica switches places, which I can't wait to see how that actually plans out. But that's probably one of the more intriguing things for me too is that. I'm like, we finally gonna get some explanation on what's going on and why there was a set and that sad person who's like, you know, Austin Powers villain who got crushed in that three rings cave that lost his bangle. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we, we spent all that time wondering and then the answer was just the most obvious answer possible. It's like Avengers Tower. The eventual answer will never be worth all of our stress. So BD is not here, and I'm yeah. sad because he doesn't get his rant because they edited it out of the skyline in this trailer, too. It's not Oh, there. I didn't even catch that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it's not there at all. Like, I stayed oh. right away. <laughs> BD has got me programmed now to look for it every time, and it's I immediately just go looking. I'm like, it's not there. Like, I was, I was expecting a Spirit Halloween sign to be hanging on. I was just about to say, it's no? a Spirit Halloween until I'm told otherwise. Like, but nobody is That's up. Oh, lurking alert. Could that oh. mean it was just taken out to hide some information from us? Maybe. Like, it does Ooh. have a whole big sign on there. And they were like, let's get that out that's for the trailer. Possible. You know, uh, that's a possibility. They might have removed it because that's a spoiler. That, that would be, that would be uh, a that would that's, be a, that's a hell of a theory, Jamie. That's yeah, a hell of a theory, Jamie. I'm gonna manifest that. Let's put that in <laughs> okay. a circle. I am just getting war flashbacks to Lizard being edited out of the No Way Home trailer. We don't know what. Like now, we're just doing that with whole buildings. This is just wild. So, um, does anyone else have any thoughts about the trailer before we we head on to the news of the week? I just love this trailer so much. No thoughts, just women. Yes, yes, a thousand percent. Um, but yeah, so we are going to take a quick one minute break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the MCU news of the week, starting with Rogers the Musical. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Season 3, Episode 15, brought to you by our friends at Enterprise. Um, I lied. We are not starting with Rogers the Musical. We are starting with breaking news that just broke while we were on break. So, Aaron, take it away. Uh, this is breaking news, uh, guys. Oh, my God. Here on Phase Zero, presented by Enterprise. Uh, so, Justin Kroll from Deadline reports that Marina Bakarin and Stefan Kapishik are returning for Deadpool 3 as Vanessa and Colossus. So, when are we getting to X-Men? Apparently then. Apparently then. Wow. Wow. 
why don't they just blow up our whole format of our show? Jenna did a nice <laughs> job making an entire layout rundown for us, and we're just going to throw that out for this segment. What do you guys think? There's always something. I, I would have safely expected both of these things, but it's one of those things of, like, carrying them over to the MCU. You never know. I was kind of hoping we would do the full, like, Deadpool kills the Fox universe and just basically shed a lot of the supporting cast and start over. But I, I love Morena's take on Vanessa. I'm very excited to see more of her, especially after all of the fridging stuff with her and Deadpool 2 really irked me. I know it was played for laughs, but it still really annoyed me. Um, I, I like Colossus. I want him to have a little more to do. So if they give him more to do, I will be I will be excited. But what, what do Jamie and Nicole think? I 100% agree. Like the, the Vanessa stuff, like if she wasn't in this, it would feel like she they just really did kill her and it was sucky so uh, i i'm and i really really like her so i'm glad to back in Colossus. i think is really funny so I'm, he makes me laugh uh because no one makes you laugh in deadpool uh <laughs> couldn't have lived without him so uh yeah i think this is all exciting news I, i'm i'm so interested to see what this movie is gonna be i just like i mean like most of us i'm like i just want to know the hugh jackman of it all but like it's i'm uh i'm like i'm not the biggest deadpool fan in the world but this movie is getting me more hyped and hyped as as the closer we get nicole what do you think Oh man, um, I, I, I'm with you, Jenna, on the fridging thing. Like I absolutely loathe fridging. Like that made me so mad. So I'm really glad to see her, that she's coming back. So I feel like there's an opportunity here to like do better. Um, again, they played it for laughs, but that should never be played for laughs. That just makes me so mad. Um, but I'm honestly more excited about the Colossus news because I, I weirdly like really like Colossus. Like e even in comics, like Colossus is a character a lot, um, which I know is one of those like, like wow, really, Nicole, that's on your list? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so I'm just really pumped because Colossus is just a fun character. And like Jamie said, the, the humor there is always a good time. And I, I like that humor a little bit better than the regular Deadpool humor, so I, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm I'm getting more and more excited for Deadpool three. The more we find out about it, like they had me at Hugh Jackman, but now they really have me. I feel like we're getting a, a redemption for the Vanessa stuff, but I also get Colossus back, and I'll take that any day. So please sign me up and get me a ticket now. Thanks. I just have to say, I hope that they like lean into the way that Colossus has been drawn in the comics lately. Like during the Krakoa era, he just has like yes. the most luxurious beard. He's just stylish. He's I, so fabulous. Like, lean into that. Like that would just be hilarious. Like they could find a way to find humor in it, and it would just be great. Like I, I just, just so like like have him wander around with like a, a thing of beard oil or something. Like it'd be so beautiful. <laughs> like you're, it's just such a glorious. Yeah. Like make, he, he just he just sick. sells like he just sells like skincare. That's just what he does. Yes. Oh my god. Now, now that's what I want. I want him having a side hustle as like a Clinique representative or something. <laughs> I love it. Well, so uh, going back to the news that I said we were going to start the segment with, um, which I know this panel is very excited to talk about. Jamie, take it away. Oh, oh, oh Rogers, the musical is coming. Uh, opening day at Disney California Adventure is on Friday, June 30th, which is so soon. And here's what's crazy. Apparently, the runtime is 30 minutes, but they're including Save the City, Star Spangled Man, and five new original songs. So we've got seven songs in 30 minutes. I don't know what that means. The sh like, that's crazy. The show's going to run on Tuesday through Saturday most weeks. Okay, we're going to need some more details here. I'm not going to Disney for not this. Um, and so here's the official synopsis. 
<laughs> Rogers the Musical features a talented cast of singers and dancers telling the story of Steve, Steve Rogers, Captain America, joined by Peggy Carter, Nick Fury, and select members of the Avengers. The musical will take the audience on a journey from Steve's humble beginnings during World War II to becoming Captain America, leading the Avengers and beyond. It's a classic tale of heroes, time travels, and romance. Oh, and Nick Fury sings. Amazing copy. <laughs> Shout out to whoever wrote that. Um, wow. I just don't understand seven songs in 30 minutes and how that's going to tell the entire, uh, entire, like, this is going to be like Rent. There's no talking in this. Uh, there can't be. <laughs> um, rent, MCU and edition. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of, well, speaking of Rent, you know, Adam Pascal, original uh, Roger, was in uh, Hawkeye uh, in Roger's musical, but I really doubt Adam Pascal's going to show up at Disney. So uh, sadly, uh, I don't I don't see that happening. Um, but you guys, I'm so hyped and like, I want a phase zero trip so badly what do you guys think about all this I, I i love now knowing this information i know we speculated about whether or not it would be a one-act play i it, it is going to be weird having this rent hamilton style style thing of just like no talking just singing that's how all information is conveyed i'm just curious to see like knowing these two songs how they retrofit the rest of the musical around that and how they still like make a narrative out of that um, and also, I just I need this on Disney Plus. I need them to record one of these performances and put this up on Disney Plus when this is over. Put it up like around I don't know holiday, like Thanksgiving or whatever, and just let everybody curl up uh, by the TV and just watch this because like we need to see this in its entirety. Like I'm sure it's going to be wild. I feel like they go. almost have to, you know, because there has been such a demand for. I mean, what was it back like last year? I said like the craziest thing I could ask for in 2023 is Rogers the Musical being a real thing, and now here it is. Like <laughs> I win. I I'm feel so like they're going to put it up. They have yeah, to. I, like yeah. they have to. And I mean, I'm already scheming on how I'm going to get myself to Disneyland, which was not on my bingo card this year. But <laughs> I have to see this. But the seven songs thing. Even with no like, even with no straight dialogue, that seems like a lot. Unless these are very, very short songs that just flow right into one another. And but at the same time, if you really think about it, most like show performances or even attractions at Disneyland run about thirty minutes, and they seem to flow okay. So I, I just have a feeling it's going to be bananas and very high energy, and people are going to come out just pumped. And I'm, I'm really, I'm also just really excited to see how like intentionally inaccurate it is because mm -hmm. like, as we saw, it's, in, it's inaccurate, like in Hawkeye. So I just want to see like all the Easter eggs that are potentially packed into it. And it's, it's going to, and honestly, I think it's going to end up lasting longer than the limited engagement that they're talking about. A lot of things at Disney, once they become super popular, like they go away maybe briefly and then surprise, we're bringing it back for as a permanent attraction. And you know, DCA needs some more cool stuff. So let's do it. Let's make it a permanent thing. Like everybody, let's let's camp out and go see it. So it yes. sits around. I can go see it. It's like the McRib of like they take it away, they bring it back. Disney is the, the king of the McRib of entertainment in a lot of ways at Disneyland. So yes, let's let's make this the latest McRib. Only Aaron, better. what do you think? Uh, I'm Jamie, we need to go day one. We need to go. I don't know if there's any even any tickets to California Adventure still available for the 30th, but we need to be there. We need to dress up and go and give professional professional style review of what's going on. Um, I you knew this was coming as soon as they leaned into it so hard. At, like didn't they do it at D23 and at Comic Con last year? Yeah, I, I felt like this was happening. I remember 
God bless Spencer Perry, who works with us on Night Crew. Um, and I saw rumors that they were looking for people for a live show. And I was like, yo, this might be Rogers the Musical. He's like, that's a reach, but live your <laughs> dreams, like whatever. And he's like, I don't know, it could be Hercules. And we had like this long like oh, ink blot test about what it was going to be. And then when it was Rogers the Musical, he's like, you mad, mad lad. Good job. Way to go. Way to go. Um, so I'm excited to see what the other new songs are because they brought it like real, like accomplished, like songwriters for this. This is that's the funny thing. When you have these like infinite pockets, you can do all sorts of cool kooky stuff. Um, so yeah. And whoever I think it's Damon in the comments who said, like from Twitch, who was like, they're looking to expand Avengers Campus. This is how you do it. I'm like, yeah, that's totally happening next five years. Like Whatever that little stretch of Hollywood is behind Avengers Campus is going to get subsumed into something. It'll be like just a big Wakandan like panther or something at that point. It's so small. Like, oh, I, I mean, it's like, it's so weak. They yeah. have to expand it. Like, it is, I don't want to use the word lame because there's cool <laughs> stuff in there. But like, I don't know. There are other worlds in parks that are just like so magical that I don't want to plug for certain reasons, but like you step <laughs> in and you're like, whoa, I'm in it. And you're in like, okay, Avengers Campus, this exists, you know? So e they need more. Either yeah, it was Avengers Star Campus Wars definitely needs something more. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, like Galaxy's Edge, it, it, you know, at Disneyland is like phenomenal. Like it's a completely immersive world. And then you get over to Avengers Campus and like, okay, this is kind of fun. It's a good little break. I need more, but dude, why, Aaron, why'd you have to go mention Wakanda land? Because now I need that. I, I don't, I will, go help the, I will go build that. I will go help them build it. And I have no skills, but now there I want the giant Panther. Pre COVID there were spec sheets for mm. that being the addition. And mm. I don't what? know if that's, that's, if that's still happening or not, but there was definitely big Photoshop of like Panther and some sort of attraction. And I was just like, just please, Lord, do it now. Like that and the Donkey Kong land <laughs> added on to Universal, all I yes. really want. So me and Spencer can go like, be like, ha ha, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to start a letter it. writing campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I could just let y'all keep talking about this for hours. I, I haven't been to Disney in like a decade. So I'm just like, yeah, all of this sounds fun. I have absolutely no idea what the park is like anymore. Um, but I completely agree. I feel like this is going to be a permanent fixture. I also just love knowing how many MCU dude bros are about to get really into musical theater just for the Easter eggs of it all. And that just makes yes. me absurd yes. happy. Stay I winning so music theater is for everyone. Yes, it is. Um, so speaking of other things that might become real from Disney Plus shows, uh, Aaron has a little piece of news as well. Uh, in other words, from the Disney Plus test kitchen, uh, AvengerCon yes. might be happening for real. So if we all remember Miss Marvel, the, the con that they were attending, which they sold real merch for, like that's the other fun part of the Disney Plus test kitchen is that the merch just becomes real. Like I'm sure someone who's watching out there has an Avenger shirt right now. Um, so uh, Popverse spoke to Marvel Editor-in-Chief uh, C.B. Sabuski uh, over the weekend, I want to say. is a blur because I was knee-deep in Star Wars Celebration and trying to write up the stuff that Brandon was feeding us. Um, he said, we would love to do a Marvel event or a Marvel Celebration or something like that. There's a lot of different ways we have to think about it and different ways we can handle it. We started events, the Marvel Insider events, and we've done some online X-Men and Deadpool celebrations. We're testing the waters. Will we get there hopefully someday? Yes, without a doubt. 
Someday, hopefully, we'll have a Marvel convention or celebration dedicated to everything that we all love in the last 60 plus years of Marvel history. But right now, I can't say for sure. So that's totally, totally sounds like it's going to happen and that there's appetite for that. I'm sure that they can fill an entire weekend or whatever in a city near you with people excited about Marvel stuff. What do you guys think of Avengers Con becoming reality? <laughs> okay, so first of all, we have to be there because just like Kamala says, you can't miss the first one. This is history, we gotta go. <laughs> and and I'm like, they, uh, how do we get a phase zero panel? Uh, live at Avengers Con, start manifesting it now. Emma in the comments said, hold it in New Jersey. Since I'm in Ooh. New Jersey right now, as we speak, I say hard yes to that. It should be in New Jersey. Um, uh, I agree with that full, fully, because uh, that's easy for me to go to, because uh, <laughs> my whole family lives here. Um, but um, I just, like, this is so obvious. It's like Star Wars Celebration is so huge. Why, like, it's crazy that they don't have a Marvel version of that. Um, and, and like, it's just crazy and it would do so well and it would make them so much money because they, they clearly, they need the money, <laughs> you know, but still like, I, I think that would be super cool. And I'm really into the idea and I want us to go and be a part of it. I completely agree. I like, I remember when DC fandom started over COVID and I was like, this is just so miraculous and wonderful. And it's like every big fandom should have their own version of this. I, it, it's crazy to me that we haven't even had some inkling of a Marvel celebration, especially considering the fact that Star Wars celebration, Marvel's always involved with it because of the Star Wars comics. Um, this feels like such a thing that they have to do. Like they, we have to get this at some point. And I, I agree with Jamie. Let's just start manifesting now because I'm sure it would be amazing. Oh my God, they're gonna have all of my money. I can't <laughs> the, second, the second this becomes real, I am going to be like, sorry, Jim, I'm submitting all the days off and I'm going to go be a fan and not a professional because this, <laughs> this is like what I've been training for. Oh my God, like, can you imagine? Like, it's like the culmination of all of our nerd dreams mm -hmm. in like, in like this one bonkers, super fun event and like all the, mer all the merch. Uh huh. Merch. I, I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's. On the one hand, I feel like it's long overdue that this is a thing that's coming, but at the same time, it also kind of feels like exactly the right time that we're talking about this. And I agree. I think this is coming sooner than we think. Um, Marvel be tricksy. Like they they like to give us things and oh surprise, we really have already planned this. Haha. -ha. Um, I feel like this is actually kind of the right time. Like we're, we're in a place where I think people need a lot of fun. Like the, the world's a nightmare y'all. Like, I mean, we all know that like, bring the superheroes and give us all a good time. And like, this would be the ultimate good time, especially with, you know, Kamala heading, you know, back up to head to the big screen. And of course, after she has her venture, that'd be the perfect time for us to like find out that she's going to get a real Avengers con type of thing. And we could all go celebrate and, this needs to happen and I think we're ready for it. We are primed, we are ready. I am ready for a Marvel celebration that covers everything, movies, comics, TV, e even the weird obscure stuff. And I would love for some weird obscure stuff and the more weird obscure stuff, the better. And can you imagine the cosplays? Yes. All Marvel cosplay, all the hell, I might be willing to like bust out my old cosplays <laughs> and do this. Like, ain't nobody need to see that, but I might be willing to do it because this would be fun. I was just about to say, you would be like a preacher on the street, just like evangelizing about Namor to everybody. Like I would, Namor. I would literally be out there. Have you heard the good word about our Lord and Savior Namor? And just be passing out like wings to people. 
it would be so great. So then uh, just rounding out the trilogy of things that could happen, but still seem kind of far-fetched if they ever did happen, uh, James Gunn was asked about the possibility of a Marvel and DC crossover, given the Guardians franchise and his new job at DC. Um, and he told Empire, I'm certain that it's more likely now that I'm in charge at DC. Who knows? That's many years away, though. I think we have to establish what we're doing at DC first. I would be lying if I said that we haven't discussed it, but all discussions have been very, very light and fun. So this is the thing before people get mad. This has happened in the comics multiple times. Uh, the original Avengers JLA run is a masterpiece. You need to go read it. Um, that like I agree with him that the DC universe and the like new takes on the characters need to be established first. But I definitely could see this being a thing that could happen maybe a decade, two decades down the line. Um, but what do you guys think? Amazing. Like I, I you know, let's figure out the DC, DC first. Like I, I agree. This is a decade away. We do not deserve this now. DC does like is a is clearly a mess that is figuring itself out, and I have really high hopes for that. But like, why wouldn't you want to do this? The amount of money, like again, like it's all about the money, and and they would make so much. And I know that there are a lot of people, there are hardcore DC fans and hardcore Marvel fans out there who don't want to them to touch each other because they're weird and they don't like fun. Um, but I'm weird and I do like fun, and I think that this would be uh, a delight. Uh, and it doesn't have to like even mean much; just like a fun little thing that they get out there that they do. Um, it doesn't have to impact the worlds more beyond this one fun movie um but i think it's a fun idea and i think it would be something that we could totally earn but again uh, i i, sh I want to be well into my 40s when this happens and i and i say that sincerely <laughs> Aaron, I mean, Nicole, what do you think? oh I, it, it's like it's fun to think about but like everyone's saying we are so many years away like if i if i get on this podcast i hear people yell about secret wars is too close <laughs> you can't do amalgam or what it what would they call it they when they were talking about doing in the comics that little like panel in the last crisis that happened with dc oh my gosh the name is completely blanking me but yeah I know what you mean. yeah they alluded to it like in that and everybody yeah. was like oh could it happen and it's like we we're so far away good for james gunn though keeping the lines of communication also the first movie to earn a more billion dollars will be the dc marvel <laughs> yes. for, for sure Yes. Nicole, um, what do you think? I definitely want this to eventually happen. I think it's way too soon. DC's got to work its stuff out. And I, I'm like, Jamie, please put this way down the road. I want to be an old lady when this yeah. happens. Um, I want to be the oldest breast auntie when this happens. Um, <laughs> but I don't necessarily want a straight... And this is something I've just wanted for a long time. I just want the Amalgam comics to get their time on, on the big screen. Because I don't know if anyone's read those, but those are a hoot. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I literally have collected all of them. They are some of my prized possessions, which is stupid, but I love those stories where it's just an, it's not a crossover. It's a mashup. And I think that would just be a, a more interesting approach than a straight crossover though. I do want that too. If this is something that's going to have to happen sooner rather than later, I want that first and mm -hmm. then see how test the waters with that. And uh, like, what was it like Bruce Wayne's secret, like uh, agent of shield or something like yeah. that? Like, we need give me that first see how that plays um also that might be my favorite version of bruce wayne fyi um give me yeah, that my attention see how <laughs> oh oh jamie i can i can sh i can share so there much are with so you. many there's so there many so, weird it's such a cool it's so yeah. good but bruce wayne agent of shield well you would be extremely interested in this i i will share more with you after Yes, but please. give me that first to test the waters and then give me the true crossover that is true to the comics that we, we that are just fantastic. But 
yeah, this needs to be a little bit further down the road. Come on, DC's got some stuff to work out. They need to basically, like, I don't know, the entertainment version of therapy or something. <laughs> before, we, I, before we bring the two together. Absolutely. I Now that you said the amalgam thing, I'm like, oh my God, yes, I need this to happen. Like, right? Because it, it's also right? fun because it's like the amalgam things happen and then they unamalgam and then they just like wipe everyone's memories. So it's like yeah. the status quo is unchanged. Like you could very yeah, it, it's just that. It's just a fun little event that happens yeah. and everybody enjoys it. And then we go back to normal and like it never even happened. Yep. It was I will also, dream. I'll also just always continue to push my Squadron Supreme agenda because if you want to see the Avengers fight the Justice League, the Squadron Supreme are right there. So one day Kevin Feige is going to listen to me and put them in a movie, but we'll see. Um, so so I will say in this regard of the Marvel DC crossover, pick if you guys could pick one character from each company that you like really want to see the two of them meet up in this hypothetical crossover, who would it be? Why you gotta do me like this? I know, I know. I knew you would you would probably have like a million answers. I'll go with mine first. Oh, I, I know, I know. Because okay. I, I did tweet mine the other day because there was a there was a prompt similar going around. Uh, I will always be on this train of if you put She-Hulk and Green Arrow in a room together and you made them friends, like romantic partners, just crime fighters, whatever, they would get along in such a cool way and I would desperately want to see that. that so would that would be, be my answer. But Nicole, what do you think? I want to see Emma Frost give Bruce Wayne the business. Yeah, I love that. Yes, yes. I love that. Very similar personality types. Uh, This feels like my, it's the most obvious answer, but I want to see Harley and Wanda have a crazy, I almost said a bad word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's what I want to see. I love it. Aaron. Um, I'm rolling with the kids, partially, uh, you know, inspired by the internet. I give me Blue Beetle and Miles doing something together yes. and going to get oh, like tacos yes, and that stuff. That would be so good. Yes. Good one. It would be so that good. That would be perfect. Oh my gosh, my um, son would lose his mind. That would <laughs> that would print money. Like that would genuinely print money. We need mm. that to happen. James, um, I know you're watching. I know. Seriously. Um, all right. So we're going to take another quick one minute break, and then we have a couple more uh, tidbits of MCU news to get through. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Phase Zero, presented by Enterprise. So we have a couple new uh, pieces of news to get through. They're all kind of themed around characters that we may or may not see, see again. We'll have to wait and see. So, Nicole, take it away. All right. So apparently, Hank Pym almost died in Quantumania. Um, Jeff Levinus told Backstory Magazine, we were going to kill Hank at one point, and I was going to have him be, like, reanimated. His consciousness was going to live on through the ants, and he was going to be, like, mentally controlling them. Yeah, he was going to be almost like this hive mind of the ants, and I like that. That didn't go too far. What do we think about that? Jamie's laughing. I mean, on one hand, I think... Yeah, Jamie, I I need to hear your thoughts on this one. (laughs) Well, at first, so I only read the the headline, Uh and then I learned from your words just now what it meant. And I was like, (laughs) oh, Hank Pink almost died? Hank Pym almost died? Oh, it was almost a movie that meant something? Oh, interesting. And then you went further. I was like, oh, no, that's still really dumb. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I just, it's just weird. Quantumania is the first time in the entire MCU I just deeply didn't like something. And I'm just going to keep riding that train of not liking this one thing. I'm allowed to dislike one thing. And it's that movie. Yes, and, you, uh, you know, I think I think Hank Pym dying would have had an emotional impact, but I don't know what the rest of those words were. Um, uh, I don't know, guys. 
I don't know. Someone say something positive. I don't like to be negative. It's I don't the like kind of weird thing that could almost work. Like I could see it working, but I do see how it would be a little too much of jumping the shark for this movie. I it is funny just hearing Michael Douglas constantly be like, "Kill me off, please kill me off." If you're gonna do a fourth movie, kill me off. Like I, I it would have been funny if this was the way that he went out. I'm I guess I'm glad that he didn't, but I also would have wanted to see what this looked like because this just sounds so wild. So Aaron. I'm sure you have thoughts. I, I feel like it would have derailed all the conversation afterwards and been like, what in the world? Why? Just strange. Um, I also applaud Jeffrey Steele, like giving interviews and stuff because of the reception. Mm -hmm. I think that takes mm -hmm. a certain amount of courage to like get yeah. out there and do it. But also the one thing that I really love about some of the MCU's directors and writers is that they just don't talk to any of us and you just let us deal with it don't even introduce the sentient ants into our brains with freaking michael douglas's voice so that like later down the line like spider-man an ant's like peter you have to do this and it's like <gasps> what hank like it's not no we don't don't even introduce it to us don't even let it happen like destin has it down where it's just mm -hmm. like i don't know i'm doing it <laughs> Come to the theater and find out. Like the Russos and, and, and like explaining things and like poor Jeff explaining things. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Just let it lie, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like that that would have a really weird implication if that did actually happen, um, now that you mentioned it. But it, it's so comic booky. It's so stupid, almost, that I could see it working. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then in terms of other characters that may or may not return. Oh, we've got some news about one of my biggest MCU crushes. Mother herself, Rachel Weiss, spoke with the uh, comic book's own Patrick Avenaugh, and uh, he asked if she might return uh, as Melina from obviously Black Widow. And she's when she said, I don't know. Um, no one's mentioned her to me for quite some time. I think she'll be living with her pigs that she experiments on. She loves her pigs. They're buddies. God, I love this woman. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, Obviously, I would kill to have her back. We're going to see David Harbour back. So I feel like, uh, but, but I feel like at this point, if she knew she was in Thunderbolt, she would know, but she could just be lying because they're really good at lying. Um, even like, give me like a scene of her in Thunderbolts and I would be so happy. I just want to see mother again. Uh, what do you guys think? I just love the consistency of calling her mother. She's mother. It's true. Uh, it's true. It's true. Um, I, I just love that her answer is like, she's just hanging out with her pigs. Cause like, <laughs> she's just having her nice little like farm core life and, and I'm happy for her, but yeah, I would love to see her back if it made sense of the narrative. So. Yeah. I definitely want to see her back, but also there's just something really charming about her and her pigs and living that farm life and you just know she's out there it, even though it's a little weird she's experimenting on them but at the same time she does genuinely care about them and pigs are awesome like they're such <laughs> cool animals so it's like yeah i kind of like the idea of her being off in the sunset on her little farm with her pigs that her her buddies and god help anyone who tries to show up and, and mess with her because she will end you and that's why she's mother and but yeah, we, we need something. We need, even if it's just a, she FaceTimes someone to like give a pig update. I, I need that. Like, I'll take that. But yeah, but I'm with you. She could just be lying. It feels weird that we wouldn't see her again. I feel like there's always that sitcom trope of like a character has to leave an episode because if they were there, they would be like too smart and rational and like the plot of the episode yeah. would happen. I feel like that's Melina in this case of like, if she found out like Yelena and Red Guardian are on this like death squad that is the Thunderbolts, like, what are you doing? Come back home, hang out with me and my pigs, like stop it. And so I feel like they might not have her included because it would almost be like way too rational for like what the actual plot is, but I don't know. I have a mom opinion about that. She'd be like, yeah. I'm not doing that. Come home. You need to uh eat. 
Why did you just describe like dad took the station wagon, the little girl, we're like, we're going to Dairy Queen. Yeah. That's, that's basically what happened. It is though. It honestly is. It's basically what it feels like. The two. Yeah. Oh my God. Now my entire view of Thunderbolts is just going to be through that lens. That's going to be. <laughs> Get in, losers. We're going to Dairy Queen. Yes. Sebastian um, Stan gets the most bl plain blizzard you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, oh, I can't think, not think of Parker Posey going, there's always a place for me at the DQ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. You haven't seen Waiting for Guffman, listeners. That's one of the funniest movies ever made. So. Oh, yes. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then our last piece of news for the day, uh, we, all, we all have to have a very in-depth conversation about this. Aaron, take it away. I, I, I was I was sad to see this story pop up in the last couple of days. According to a Time Magazine profile of, of the biggest star in the world, WrestleMania participant Bad Bunny, El Muerto is at a standstill, and it made me super, super sad. It says that the article was later changed to in development because maybe he misspoke. But either, either way, we are far, far away from Bad Bunny suplexing people on my television screen away from a uh, WWE product, and it, and it makes me sad. Maybe it will still happen. Maybe it won't. Yes, Chris, it was supposed to be the summer of El Muerto. Never forget. Hey, Chris. Never forget. Because <laughs> that movie did have a release date, and it would have needed to have started filming to like hit that release date. So it's like we obviously knew that wasn't going to happen, but I – a selfish part of me wants this movie to happen. I want Hypno Hustler to happen. I want all of the weird yes. Spider-Verse spinoffs that have nothing to do with anything Spider-related. I just want to see Bad Bunny be a wrestler who's also a superhero. Like, is it going to be cinema? Maybe not, but like, I'm very curious to see what it looks like. So I hope it still happens in some capacity. But what do y'all think? I yeah, frankly I mean, need this movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't. I, think, I don't want it to be cinema. I want it to be weird. I want it to be those <laughs> weird characters. I, 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 I'm with Aaron. I need to see Bad Bunny suplex some folks, like, and not with WWE things. Like, I'll watch that too. Um, I've been, I've been lured into that world by people. So yay me. Um, but like, I'm sad. Like, this was supposed to be the summer of El Muerto. I was getting hyped for that. Like. Which is weird because when that first was announced, I was like, well, what? <laughs> I think I was like with everybody going, I'm sorry, they're doing what? Like, this makes no sense. But now that it's not like not happening or is in development or whatever that's code me that code for, I'm sad. <laughs> like, this movie was going to be my serotonin. Now it's been taken away. Like, give, give us the weird stuff that has nothing to do with Spider-Man, but it's still somewhere spider adjacent, please. Jamie, how do you feel? You know, I, I hope it happens because it does sound really fun. I would not be surprised if it's at a standstill because they're waiting to see how Madam Web and Craven do. Because like, yeah. if mm -hmm. if they if they do like if people hate them as much as Morbius and like you know Venom too, it's like I they, I feel like they're just gonna give up. Yeah, and they're gonna realize that they're just that this it's just not working. So I wouldn't be even if, even though this is its own fun separate idea, I would not be surprised if that's what they're right waiting on. I could definitely see that. I, I just want them to take these big risks. They're they're silly. Yeah. They they make no sense. But that's kind of what's beautiful about it. Again, you can sit and read El Muerto's comic appearances in like half an hour. And that's kind of great to be able to film film a movie around that. So we'll see. One day it might be the summer of El Muerto. Who knows? 
Um, so that's it for today's Phase Zero presented by Enterprise. Uh, this was such a fun show, even with our crazy breaking news. And there's other breaking news that has nothing to do with Marvel that's broken during this. So there's just always something while we're recording. But I think this was fun. Um, Nicole, do you have anything you want to leave the listeners with? Anything to plug? I just want people to go read those appearances for the random characters that we're hearing about and learn more about them. Because one of the great things about comics is that there are so many wild, weird characters. And if I'm going to plug anything, I'm going to plug everybody to go read the Amalgam comics that I've just talked about loving so much. So please go read those comics. Jamie, I'm going to hook you up with some info about Bruce Wayne, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. because you're going to love it. But I, I strongly recommend, A plus strongly recommend. And that's all I've got to plug this week. Awesome. Aaron, what do you have to plug? Uh, it's at some like corner on Twitter, and I'm going to use my soapbox time to say something I think that Jamie would probably say, and that is, please tag your spoilers for people. Like, we're getting closer to yeah. Guardians. Like, yes. I saw the meltdown over Succession while I was not paying attention over the weekend, and I just don't want that to happen when this next project drops. So go ahead, tag your stuff. Be considerate. Pick up after yourself in the movie theater, you know, or Captain, uh, Captain Planet will turn you to a tree. That segues beautifully to what I was going to say, Aaron, because posting spoilers is fine. It's just so easy to use the hashtag. You post, you use the hashtag. If you want to post spoilers, you mute the hashtag if you want to avoid them. But I'm glad that you said this because one thing that I was going to bring up is that Bo is Afraid is coming out. And uh, it's my favorite movie of the year so far. Some of you are going to hate this movie. It is going to be one of those movies. The discourse is going to be insane. Um, But coming on Monday are my interviews with Amy Ryan, Nathan Lane, and Parker Posey. I can't believe I got to interview Parker Posey. I've never been more of a wreck in my life. Uh, but what I, the spoiler thing, I saw a reporter yesterday tweet a huge spoiler about Bo is Afraid. And that movie is not even out yet. And it's a press person. And that made me so livid because the, like you should not be posting spoilers for movies that aren't out yet, especially if your job is what our job is. And that, oh, so... Keep an eye out for that movie if you want that movie to be completely spoiler free. Um, and I just, again, some you get ready, go buckle up because some of you are going to hate that movie, but I loved it so much. So keep an eye out for those interviews on Monday. Um, and uh, again, I'm at Jamie Cinematics on Twitter and Letterboxd. Hell yes. The trailer for Bo is Afraid like stressed me out so much. I'm like, I will be reading the Wikipedia synopsis for this and just like maybe watching it way down the line. I was too stressed out even from that. I'm like, I am not sitting through this entire movie. So, but I'm glad that you loved it. Um, so I'm at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on social media. I definitely echo Aaron's part about spoilers. I literally had to drop everything on Sunday night to watch Succession because Chris was like, do not open your phone at all because you will get spoiled. There are fan cams. You will get spoiled. And so just be nice. Tag your spoilers. Um, go read some comics because there's there, there are always some good comics, especially this week. The new Guardians of the Galaxy series started, and it is great. It is just so space western. It's it's amazing. Um, and go watch Air. I watched Air over the weekend, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So just go watch Air. You will have a great time. Um, and don't forget to follow our show on social media at Phase Zero CB. Uh, don't forget to leave us a five star review on the podcast platform of your choice. If you leave a question in your review, we will read it at some point soon. Once it once we're all together, and once we are all able to do so. Um, Um, And that's been it for Phase Zero presented by Enterprise. See you next time.